Hey, it's Lights Camera Jackson. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. Fox's animation domination has a new entry. It starts Sunday, January 7th at 8 p.m. More new episodes come uh, Sunday, February 18th at 9.30 p.m. on Fox. What is the show? It's Grimsburg. You may have heard about it on TV, online, New York Comic Con. Chad Gidden is the showrunner. Hello, Chad. It's great to see you. It is great to be here in my uh, office talking to you uh, via computer. That's right. Yes, via Zoom, we are here talking Grimsburg. I have seen the first four episodes well, four episodes that will air, including the pilot episode, which is coming January 7th after an NFL doubleheader. I think that's guaranteed good ratings in my book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's just hope it's not a blowout. Uh, we want them to uh, to be right up to the very, very end, and then they go straight into the pilot. That'd be great. There you go. Yes. How was the New York Comic Con experience? We just spoke just before then. You were getting ready. How was it? It was very exciting. Uh, that was my first Comic-Con. Uh, so uh, it was exciting to see all the fans, to hear the reaction, to sign a number of posters, uh, and then to see the posters uh, on eBay. Um, so that was very exciting. Yes. I'm glad you had a good time. Apparently, according to what you told me last time we spoke, it was the first interview that you have been a part of in many decades, in a few decades, a few decades. I'm not going to, a few decades. Wow. So yeah, you're more comfortable now getting into the swing of things with people asking you all about this great new hilarious show? Uh, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're, who can be very good at this? It's not a normal thing to have people ask you questions while being filmed. That's not, uh, normally I sit in a room and uh, make jokes with people around a, a, either a table or a Zoom room. Um, and uh, and that's about the most uh, number of questions I get in a day. But uh, I'll, I'll do my best in here. I can, all I right. Can all right. Well, I, I think you'll be great. Uh, once again, you were a child stand-up comic. We talked about that at the end of our conversation. So what many years ago, what do you love about comedy? And what from your years of being a stand-up comic? And what do you look for in comedy? And how do you take that comedy and put it into a show like Grimsburg? Uh, for me, you know, for, for me, when I was a child stand-up, I mean, comedy was just the way to, um, we moved a lot. So it was an, a very easy way to get in with other kids when you would show up at a new school. So for me, it's always been a way of like kind of dealing with other people, uh, and, uh, and ingratiating myself with them. And I think, you know, that, that idea of just making other people, I mean, it's so stupid, but it's like making other people laugh is a very wonderful powerful thing that you know you feel like you're actually like getting someone to be in one state of mind and then they're suddenly chuckling and they're somewhere else so yeah i mean i love comedy for that reason i i, I like it because it's for me it's a great way to get away from whatever else is going on in the world and to uh take one's mind off of uh international tragedies and uh or whatever's going on in your own life and then i what i like to do is i just for me like comedy is like just take this feeling that you have of like the unexpected. I mean, that's, that's what I think I love the most about it. It's you're driving down a road. Somebody says something you did not expect and you have an involuntary reaction. That's just funny to me. I don't know. I mean, that's just like, that's, that's as, that's as good as life gets to me. Like, you know, just to be sitting somewhere and to be going like this, this, and then go <laughs> like, I love that. That's the, and so if I can take that, put that on the television and uh, and make somebody who's sitting at home on a Sunday night feel that way, great. 
that's awesome. And then, you know, the pay is good. <laughs> that too, that too. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're going to make a lot of people laugh watching Grimsburg. It is a show about a detective comes back. Marvin Flute, voiced by John Hamm. This character basically says uh, early on that he doesn't play by the rules. But what rules did you have to establish as far as the universe of this show? That's a great, great question. Um, the, for us, the rule was always, you know, we did have rules, you know, it was like we wanted to make sure that it was, it was weird and eerie, but it didn't go too far that there's not just like a thing where it's like anything can happen. You know what I mean? Like there has to be some things that tie it back to a little sliver of reality for me. You know, otherwise it's just aliens and craziness. And while that can work on certain shows, and I, I think it has worked on certain shows, like for this one, we did want to keep a, our, our foot a, like a toe on the ground. As long as we had one toe on the ground where you said, okay, there's a little bit of reality here. Um, but then you can, so that they're, when you build the craziness around it, it doesn't just feel like you're just pulling stuff out of a grab bag. Right, right. I love the fact that we have the first episode with, which establishes everything. And then you immediately, with the next episodes that I saw, including number two, go into kind of genre episodes and take the murder mystery premise and the self-irreverent humor of the second episode, which is about an ongoing murder mystery with the crime series, the limited crime series documentary aspect yeah. of it. You automatically jump into that and it feels natural and it feels good. And that's a very clever episode. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think with this show, what we, you know, and again, we just were starting, we're trying to figure it out. So you're just trying to get your feet wet, like what works on the show, what doesn't. And what we found over season one and even in season two for that matter is that, the genre episodes were great for us. Like, like that's what works. And that is certainly, and it's not like we just follow, you know, it's still, there's character stuff that's going on within those, but you're using that as the framework. That is what's helpful within this world of him being a detective and setting it in this sort of world. It's like, then let's explore these types of stories and see how we can bend them to what we want to do comedically. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that's where it, it works. It's, best you know what i mean it allows us to spoof things that you people are somewhat familiar with while also trying to tell an emotional story you know about a, a father and son or you know a, a woman who can't make friends or you know what i mean like like those kind of things that you can use the those to build around so um yeah i think those genre episodes are 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 fun and there's more of them that's just uh you, you got a light sprinkling of them but yeah there's more to come Oh, yes, yes. Camp Horror and uh, Agatha Christie and uh, yeah. many more. Looking forward to to even more with Grimsburg. And yeah, you're right. There is a core emotional element of a father and a son wanting to reconnect. And how do we get there exactly? That's a it's it's um, it's emotional. And I think um, the ways that you go at that are pretty real in some cases, just wanting to spend time with each other. Yeah, I mean, the thing of the show is, I mean, you know, who knows? I, I, it's all, you know, I love jokes. Jokes are great. We talked about jokes before. Um, I think if you just put jokes on television, and there's a world for that, too. You know, there's some shows you just joke, 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 joke. And if you just want to have a, a a Tommy gun of laughter being thrown at you, you can find those shows. What we wanted to do on the show was to find a way to uh, have something to hang those jokes on that you could feel, that you could, at the end of the day, go like, wow, that was interesting and like people who have divorced parents you know like to to deal with what how difficult that can be sometimes and to 
actually have a moment at the end about, you know, how do, you know, an ex-wife and an ex-husband deal with raising a son still, right. you know, again, those are small little things, but I do think they help carry us over and, and keep us from just being a show that's just there to make you laugh. Like if we can tell a good story along the way, I, that that's, that for me is where we hit our bullseye. Yeah. Chad Giddenden is here with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. Grimsburg premieres Sunday, January 7th at 8 p.m. right after the NFL on Fox. John Hamm. I could tell in listening to the four episodes through his voice performance, it's kind of dramatic. It's kind of raspy. It's kind of gritty. Did you work with him on, on exactly how he wanted to attack the voice performance of Marvin Flute? He gets comedy and I think, you know, like, so no, I didn't have to do much. He he knew what he was doing coming in there. I think we, if anything, what we did was we provided words. You know, we provide the words and he took it from there. And uh, yeah, he nailed it. I mean, he's so funny. He's so great. Sometimes he provides also to his own words, which are funnier than our words, which then makes me angry. Um, but no, it's great. It's, so it's just, it's great to have him there because sometimes in the booth, we'll just riff on something and go, Great. Then we'll do that. Let's do that one. That's the one we're going to do. Um, yeah, he's amazing. He's uh, he he was everything I, I I wanted him to be and more. Yeah. And you have a whole cast of characters. We talked a little bit for Animation Scoop the first time we spoke, but tell everybody here at the LCJ Q&A about the importance of this ensemble and why an ensemble matters in comedy and some of the uh, very fun characters that everyone gets to enjoy on Grimsburg. Yeah, I mean, you just want to make it feel like everything within the show is sort of connected. And so that's where the voice ensemble comes in. And that's why, look, if you watch, I, I've said this before, like if you if you watch, if you walk into a room and your eyes are closed and you hear The Simpsons, even if you're not hearing Bart and Lisa, you're hearing the other people that are on the show, you still know it's in The Simpsons. You know what I mean? You know it is. So it's like to find those people, find those actors who we could use not just in their regular roles, but also who could be populating the world with their other, you know, the other voices so that it all feels of a piece is very important. And I think that's what makes a lot of, you know, like Bob's is the same way and, and, and family guy too, you know, like all the shows are. Um, so that was key for us is to find really great actors who we knew could not just do the roles we were asking them to do, but also populate those smaller roles and to play the fireman and to play that, you know, audience member one or two, um as equally as important audience member two to audience member one um and so yeah so so we've got these great actors we've got you know super talented people god do i i'll i could rifle them all for you alan tudyk you've got kevin michael richardson you got rachel dratch you've got aaron hayes you've got uh dio horn you've got gosh i'm gonna i'm forgetting somebody rosie perez you've got Wendy hubby i mean you've got yeah, I mean, it's just like when you have all of that firepower and then you can just go like, OK, great. You're going to play, you know, you're saying to Kevin Michael Richardson, you're going to play a half, you know, half man, half robot, you know, basically Robocop. You're going to play a very sensitive version of Robocop. Amazing. Like, let him go. And then we've got him to do other voices, which is great. You got Alan Tudyk, who's playing Dr. Rufus Pentos, who's like this crazy, mad uh, you know, he's essentially our Hannibal Lecter. And then he's been released, you know, he's he's sort of flutes, you know, equal parts nemesis and mentor. 
and he's coming back to he teaches at the middle school so you've got that character plus he's also playing stan's imaginary friend yes that's a that's a wild aspect too the imaginary friend who has uh, a lot on the mind that isn't quite there but yes a lot going on with with the uh, imaginary yeah. friend He's yeah. not exactly, yeah. I mean, he is. He's 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 both an avid an advocate and a, and a detriment to Stan. I think at times, but uh, more advocate. Fifty one percent helping him out there. Yeah, it's a good cast and good chemistry amongst the characters. And then you've got these wild moments. I mean, right from the opening scene of the first episode, there's slashing and there's body parts getting thrown off. So, how far did you want to go? And what gets approved? And what does Fox say? Eh, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not this. We wanted to go as far as 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 uh, standards and practices would allow us. Um, and they have been, you know, and so, yeah, we, you know, you have to push it a little bit. I mean, that's what, you know, it's, if it's if you're setting it in the detective genre, you have to. And if you're if you've ever seen any episode of, you know, Law and Order or, you know, CSI or 911, any of those things, there's a lot of blood in those, you know. So we need that to help tell our stories and then also to make fun of it as well. You know, so. Um, the gore is there if you like blood and you like weirdness. It's, there's plenty of that there. And again, that's all just sort of set decoration for us to be able to tell the stories underneath that I think um, will be surprising, you know, that we're telling these other fun, uh, great grounded stories too as well. And I like that at the end of each episode, it's very Sherlock Holmesy. It's very mm -hmm. detective. The resolution has to come about. It's explained or it's revealed uh, Marvin Flute explains what happens. How important is the resolution for you, for all the writers, and how you present that? It's, you know, it's important. It's also very difficult. Uh, yeah. Most of us are comedy writers. We got into this business to make, uh, you know, jokes, um, not to weave a mystery that is multifaceted and has many strings and, and uh, red herrings and all the things that you need in those so for a lot of us, it was like, okay, well, you know, let's get into it and try to figure out how to tell a mystery and tell a mystery in 21 and a half minutes uh, and to be able to fit in a bunch of jokes. And so you're a little limited, you know, like if we had an hour, not saying we want one, um, but if you had an hour, you have more time to tell an actual mystery. But I think we do a pretty good job where we can. Um, but also, too, we're well aware that you're not there to like, to some degree, no one's really there to help like play along and like, oh, I wonder who it is. I mean, sometimes you do. We do that sometimes if we can. But for the most part, it's there just as a a, a, a framework for us to um, use that just gets us from, you know, A to Z at the end for our emotional storyline. So um, but it, when we get one that works, it's great. Like we get it very excited. And then when we get ones that don't work as well. Then at the end, we just have Marvin explain it all to you. Uh, so that makes it a little easier. Uh, we used to joke in the room about uh, hiring a mystery consultant um, who would just come in and then we could just farm out. Like, we need him to do this and we need three things that happen before he realizes who it is. Go. Um, but that money never came through. So we were never able to uh, get that person. I think people are going to play along. I think people love, that's why they love these crime drama shows and movies. I think people will. It's a new added feature to the Fox animation domination experience. I think yes. you will get that out of Grimsburg. I think people will. I agree. I mean, I, I do think it's in, it's somewhat involuntary. Like you cannot help yourself. I mean, right. if you're watching TV and a news story comes on, you're already trying to guess the end of it. You know, we're all trying to be ahead of the person. So when we can do it and we can get ahead of you so that you don't see it coming, 
That's great. If you happen to see it coming, that's also great because you, you're going to feel very smart and you're going to feel like, wow, I'm, look at me. I, I'm, I'm smarter than the writers. And that's great. You should be. You know, we're not that smart. Um, but uh, <laughs> some of us are. Um, not me. Uh, yeah. So I, I think people will play along. I mean, I think it's just uh, and that's part of what's interesting about the show. Like you're not always trying to solve a mystery on a lot of the other shows that are on Sunday night. I mean, sometimes they have them, you know, certainly for right. episodes of, of, of television where they lean into the mystery element. And, and right. all the animated shows have certainly done that. We just lean on it more so. Right. Right. Speaking of getting ahead, where are you in production on season two of Grimsburg? My goodness, we are just, I mean, the writing is done. Uh, we're about almost finished with all the animatics and we're going to start getting colors back um, for for all of you in the know of what all of that means. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's very exciting. Um, and it's uh, it's been great to come into season two, having figured out so much of what we wanted to do. And then everyone's starting to get a shorthand and... You know, it's crazy to think we've done 26 episodes at this point um, and we're just sort of premiering now. But that's the wow. beauty of animation. You get to uh, work very hard for a very long time with very little feedback. And then all of a sudden it comes at once. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So what are you going to do on January 7th? Is it a big party, football premiere party? What's happening? Wh I... Great question. Um, we need to figure that out. <laughs> one I think they're going to put something together. I believe so. They should. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I feel like there's a pretty decent shot they might be in one of those games. So, um, I mean, I'd hope that actually they get to skip it, and they're not. You know, anyway, I'm not going to get into football. This doesn't well, feel like you're, you're talking. You're talking to a you're talking to a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So, oh, ouch! Yeah, we've got them. We've got. I mean, I'm actually. I mean, I was born in Philly, so um, mm. I have a lot of Philly people in my life. And then I decided to rebel against them and root for the Cowboys when we moved <laughs> to Texas. Like I said, we moved a lot. So um, once we moved there, then I switched allegiance. But yeah, so I think there's going to be some sort of party. I'm going to be eagerly... <laughs> Listen, you want to be honest with what I'm going to really be doing? I'm going to be on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I'm going to be monitoring what people are saying throughout the entire thing. Because that's what all showrunners do don't listen to anyone who tells you anything different i'll just be sitting there and i'll be very excited when somebody says this show's great and then uh i will go into a funk when someone says this show stinks um but i'm hoping the numbers will be more on the this is great side i think it'll be more much more on the positive side i've seen four episodes it's a fun show john ham fans murder mystery fans you got to watch Grimsburg from Chad Gidden. It premieres Sunday, January 7th, 8 p.m. Fox, right after football. And then you're back. Take a little break, but you're back Sunday, February 18th at 9.30 p.m., which is your regular uh, time slot on Fox. The new entry in Animation Domination. You did it. You are on Animation Domination, the historic unreal. Fox achievement. Congratulations, Chad. And thank you for it's being here. unreal. Thank you for being yeah. here. I, mean, I can't believe all this. When I hear you say it, it's, it's become more real to me. And I go like... Well, so anyway, yeah, please, people, watch and then take a little break. Take like a three-week break and let yourself calm down from that one show and then start watching more shows when they begin airing regularly. That's right. Do it. Thank you, Chad, for being here on the LCJ Q&A podcast. For all these interviews, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, lights-camera-jackson.com, animationscoop.com for the transcriptions. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LCJ Q&A.